Hey everyone, and welcome to this episode of the Foundation Church Podcast, where we desire to help you grow in your relationship with Christ. I'm your host, Austin Smith, and I'm with Jason Williams, the Senior Pastor of Foundation Church. Today on the podcast, we're going to be discussing why evangelism has went missing from the church's culture today. And uh, on the last episode, we talked about what evangelism is and why it's important. And it really put down a foundation for a set of topics we're going to be doing moving forward. And we feel that's really going to practically apply to your life, practically apply to your ministry, to your church. Um, we were, that's what we're re- the goal of this podcast really is, just to throw that back in there. The goal is just to be able to practically apply to you. And to me personally, Jason, I am itching. I mean, it's been a long two weeks, and so it's felt a lot like a long time since we've just sat down and been able to record. So yes. it's, I'm really excited for this. I am too. I think this is a very important subject for the church uh, in any culture, in any context, but ever so much more impressing upon us as we know we're living in the last days. The Bible's very clear about that. Yeah. And so as we start to talk about, you know, why evangelism has just went missing from the church culture, you know, today we're discussing three reasons, uh, three that I've laid out, researched, and just felt that are really pressing uh, to start with that we can talk about with these set of topics. And, um, you know, I think immediately one of the reasons we have to talk talk about is just the one we alluded to on the last podcast uh, in a short bit. It was just being fearful. Yes. Being fearful is one of the main reasons why I feel like people just don't share their faith, why people don't evangelize and you know, that fear can lead to so many things. Yes. Well, it really can. And, you know, I think the fear of sharing the gospel really can cause evangelism to, to be something that's missing uh, from the local church. Uh, and keep in mind that when we speak of church, we're not talking about the place, we're talking about the people, because mm-hmm. the Bible is very clear that the people are make up the body of Christ. We are the church. Uh, And fear uh, can be a fear of all sorts of things, fear of being embarrassed, fear of being rejected, uh, fear of being shamed, fear of losing your job. Uh, All these kinds of fears can actually paralyze the church from being effective at sharing the gospel. And somewhere along the way in your life, you've got to get out of your comfort zone. Yep. And you've also got to uh, trust the Lord. Uh, and you've got to challenge yourself that the good news is meant to be shared. And when we say the gospel, the word itself means good news about Jesus Christ, his death, burial, and resurrection. That is the gospel. Uh, we know we've got to get out of our comfort zone when it comes to that message. Completely. And uh, I, I've had many opportunities to share Christ, and you know, I, I, sometimes I'll scan the crowd, and I'll actually pick out who I want to share with. And because maybe I'm intimidated by, I look at this person, I feel like I've stereotyped them for some reason, yep. and I, maybe I would bypass them. I need, I need to be willing to lay that aside. And I think Paul said it best when he said, I am not ashamed of the gospel. Yep. I'm not afraid to spread that message because he knew its importance. It was the power of God unto salvation. Yeah. And, you know, when you just examine fear from the standpoint of the church, the body of people, whenever you're in a body of people and people, you, you should really know this, uh, the listeners and talking to you, you know, you really should know this. And whenever you're with a group, the majority normally wins. 
I mean, that is in uh, yeah. Robert's rule. You know, a majority vote wins. Yes. So majority, majority of the time, we're going to be influenced by the people around us. And so if we're not pushed to evangelize, if we're not pushed to share our faith, the majority is going to win. And if that majority is fearful, then it's going to really infect and get into the culture of the day's church. And I, I feel like that's what's happened. Yes. In my short time here on this earth, in my short time of being a believer, nine years now, I mean, I've just seen it. And it's, yes. I've seen it within myself. It's something that I was not pushed to do. And since I wasn't pushed to do it, I've automatically triggered the fear, yes. automatically triggered to it. And so, you know, we talked about what kind of may cause fear. And, you know, some of us just not knowing how not yes. knowing how to share and not knowing how to take the time to be able to learn and be able to seek out the help to be able to have a mentor or have someone you know can in influence you and be a constant direction that you can go to to be able to say hey how do i do this can i get better at this can i get better at you know articulating the gospel can i get better at communicating it to people can i how, how can i get better at communicating one-on-one -on -one with someone Yes. How can I have a conversation? And that's where it starts, is a conversation. Yes. And I, I think it's important for our listeners, and including myself, to remember that, you know, we used to use this saying, and we, we know it's a secular saying, practice leads to perfection. Um, we're never going to be perfect at it, mm -hmm. and, and we're all at times going to feel like we messed up, we blew it. Uh, should we do our due diligence when it comes to thinking through uh, how we're going to share the gospel? Um, absolutely. Yep. Uh, the righteous ponders how to answer himself, according to Proverbs. Uh, but I think we just also remember it's a simple message. Billy Graham, who preached the gospel for so many years and won so many people to Christ, you know, people overwhelmingly agree he just preached a simple message. Yeah. He preached about the cross. He preached about the resurrection and the empty tomb. And I think as we think about the components of the gospel, Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection, for the sins of the world, for everyone's sins, including ours, all we have to do is begin to focus on the, you know, a few questions. Uh, if you were to die tonight uh, or today and stand before God and he were to say, why should I let you in my heaven? What would you say to him? If I'm carrying on a conversation with someone, that's a good question to ask. Yeah. Or I may say to someone, I'm trying to start a conversation with, uh, can I tell you some good news today? Uh, yeah, yeah, please tell me some good news. Uh, for me, when I was 18 years of age, uh, I realized God had a message for me called the gospel. It actually means good news, and it was about Jesus' death, burial, and resurrection for my sins. And at the age of 18, I realized for the very first time that God loved me and had a plan for my life. And that if I would call upon the Lord, the Lord Jesus, that he would save me. And that's my testimony. Now, I could add other components about my life before Christ and when I came to my conversion experience, like when I was in church and that's where it happened. Or uh, I can talk even about what's happened since then, how there's new desires. I actually want to read the Bible. I actually want to pray. I, those are elements I can put into my testimony. But we don't have to overcomplicate it. Yeah. I really think that lack of knowledge does cause people not to share, but I, I really think it's just a lack of motivation. Yeah. Uh, we have allowed ourselves to be okay with the fact that we spend weeks at times, some people their entire life, without sharing the good news of Jesus Christ. 
But God has left us here for that very purpose to evangelize. The church is called to do that. Yeah. And so we talked about being fearful and kind of moved into the importance of it. You know, I mean, we've got to see the importance of evangelism before we can truly do it. And the importance of sharing our faith, the importance of doing ultimately what God has called us to do, and that's to go. Um, he didn't call us to just sit idly by. He called yes. us to go. And so Absolutely. if you don't have the motivation to go, you're not going to see the mo- the importance of evangelism. If you don't see the importance of gaining knowledge, you're not going to want to go. And also, and I, th- I think it's very important to think about this question. I mean, you, you just really made me think about something important. You know, what if somebody didn't go and share with us? What if... Yep. Somebody was not vocal. We know the Bible says, how shall they hear unless there's a preacher, which means a communicator, um, a herald, someone who's going to be a voice for the gospel. But what if somebody held back that information from you? What if somebody had a cure for cancer and your child was diagnosed with cancer, but they held back that cure? They didn't tell you. You would be infuriated. You would be broken. You would have so much emotion about that. We're talking about people's eternity. Yep. How much more should we share the message of Jesus Christ? I yeah. think there should be an urgency, um, but it's not out of uh, just simply impulse. It's out of a driving conviction deep within our soul that God loves us and has got an amazing plan that He wants to use our life. And sometimes we might stutter through the conversation. Sometimes we may feel like we missed, missed it. But God can work in spite of us. Just do our best to be ready and let God use us. Yeah, and I think whenever we talk about importance, too, before we move on to the last reason is when you talk about importance, I mean, if your family member or someone you love dearly was in a burning building and you had the access to get to them, you had the access, even though it may be difficult to do it, you had the access, you had the opportunity, would you not do it and that's one i I can't remember exactly where i heard that analogy it's kind of anonymous but if there was a someone you helped thought was you loved them and they were in a burning building and you had the opportunity would you do it think of evangelism that way think of sharing your faith that way there are people around us that possibly could die and go to hell i mean just to be frank about it they could die and go to hell and they're walking by us we have the opportunity and really think about it that way. Grasp that. That's yes. the importance. Absolutely. It, it, the, what's at stake in this? What's at stake between life and death? That's that's what's at stake. Yeah. We got to remember that. I mean, I'm sitting here right now. I get chills, chills just thinking about Absolutely. it. Absolutely, truly. I mean, in this, and also in the series we're in, you you've got to truly grasp the importance of what evangelism is before you can truly go. Yes. And uh, also gaining the knowledge. Mm-hmm. You know, just to you know, hit on that a little bit. Yes. So, you know, you've given us already two wonderful points. Uh, fear is a reason we don't share, but also failing to see the importance uh, and the urgency is another reason we don't share. But this, this third and final point, um, this reason why evangelism is missing a church is is probably, it could be the most pressing and and really the reason it really has plagued the church and it might be the longest actually one we're going to talk about here absolutely but it's probably one of the most important yeah and so the last one we're going to talk about here today is uh, worldly influence 
mm-hmm. uh, has led evangelism to be missing from the culture of the church. Yes. And this is almost culture on culture, I would say. Yes. This is culture versus culture. Yes. And uh, this is something that we want to talk about coming up, too, future-wise, and that's just worldly influence. Yes. And to me, you know, in today's culture, we, we know and we see it yes. that our beliefs in general, if they're not conformed to a certain way, are told to be private, told to be held back. And to me, that has a very, it's a very touchy subject, it is. But for believers, since it's pressing to where they feel like their beliefs need to be made private, yes. that's going to lead to evangelism being missing because culture is just fighting culture. And when one culture mm-hmm. is fearful, not seeing the importance, that last reason is just going to choke it out. It's almost like you got a spark that without the oxygen, without the materials to start a fire, you're gonna it's gonna just go out and so it's gonna it's just like it's choking the life out of those believers who okay i'm already fearful i already may not see the importance the worldly influence is just is taking what's left and just choking it out yes and i'd I'd like to speak to i know you got a verse you want to read but i'd like to speak to uh (laughs) the premise that some of some of our listeners may be thinking well how has the world creeped into the church yep and I'm not going to exhaust all of that. Um, and there are some great churches, and no church is perfect. But I think mm-hmm. we need to be honest about that, including our church is uh, a growing church in the Lord. Uh, we're growing numerically uh, as well. But how has the world infiltrated church life in general? And so I'm not speaking to a specific church now. I'm talking about the church in general. Yep. Uh, what I would say is think in terms of what the world is about. The world ultimately is about themselves. Uh, the world is about entertainment. Um, the world is about, uh, you know, you feed me what I want, you give me what I want, consumerism. That's a great point. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we see that a lot in the church. Um, many times people don't really get engaged. They become a spectator in the church, and God has never asked us to be solely a spectator. Yeah, I mean, what did Jesus do when he was here? He served. Well, he said, I came not to be served, but to serve and give my life a ransom for many. Exactly. And so the culture of, you know, we're trying to create a foundation is is a culture of intentional relational investment. It, It causes you to be uncomfortable, to look beyond yourself, to love your neighbor as yourself and to think of others and actually invest in them. Not just, oh, how you doing today? But actually make that investment. And so that's why we want the church getting smaller. Yep. Not just worship services, mm-hmm. because though that is powerful, many lives are changed as a result of that. If that is all someone has, then you have to be very careful because you can develop this consumer mentality the entertainment, give me what I want on Sunday, but you don't have any way to release what God is teaching you. Uh, mm-hmm. God has always intended us when he pours into us, even through others, we'd be a conduit where we're ministering. That's obedience, and that's yeah. carrying it out. Yeah, and I mean, even when you go back to the consumerism aspect, okay, what happened to Satan whenever he fell? I think we talked about this as a staff a little bit this week, yes. just in conversation. Uh, whenever he was in heaven, yeah, he kind of seen the glory a little bit, yes. and he wanted it for himself. And so, whenever we get consumed with getting the glory to ourselves, and also just 
everything being about us, yes, that's when we're going to fail. Absolutely. Completely. And I think even uh, on the last podcast when we mentioned on Wednesday nights, we've been having gatherings here at Foundation Church on Wednesdays. We normally don't do that, but this past week we were able to break up into small groups, and I gathered my youth. Uh, we normally meet on Wednesdays as well. And I noticed through the prompts we had with the questions, it was always, what's different about you than the world? What's different about you before you got saved to you now? Yes. And the difference was not like the world, not like the world. I've been changed, transformed. And so whenever we're changed and transformed from the world, we're not going to be consumerists. Yes. Because that's what the world is about. It's about being a consumer. Yeah. Always wanting more. We're, We're always consuming more. And we're always seeking more, more identity, trying to figure all that out. And, mm-hmm. you know, like I told my youth, I said, we're, we can't find our identity in other people. We can't yes. find our identity in the world. And that's how it, the world seeps in. Yes. It allows it just to creep right in, and we may not even know it. I think for our listeners, you can think back to coliseums, um, stadiums, where there's sports or there's concerts i mean you can pack them out yep because it gives us entertainment it gives us music is very moving and there's again there's many benefits to music as many benefits to sporting events and those kinds of things but if you look at the mentality of that it's still an entertainment-based consumerism yeah um and so if people come into the church and all they do is participate in worship services they never get plugged in in any way to to investing in people. Mm-hmm. Then they they're realize, they're not realizing how that consumerism mentality is filtrating their mind and their heart. Yeah. And so I think to our listeners, what we would say is, how do you defeat that? I would say, how are you being a servant in the local body that you attend? How are you being a servant mm-hmm. of Christ to intentionally relationally invest in the people around you? Uh, and, you know, we've even got to get uncomfortable within our own groups. Oh, yeah. So our own groups need to think in terms of how are we reaching out, how are we continuing to be that servant that God's called us to be. Yeah, and so when we talk about worldly influence and just, again, being of the world uh, and trying to be separated from it, a scripture I go to whenever, you know, someone has a question about not being the world, okay, well, where's that in the Bible? Where do, where do I need to kind of seek that and see this for myself in the Bible. Well, I go to Romans 12, uh, 2, and where I'm reading from the English Standard Version, and it's, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that you may be, or that by testing you may discern what is the will of God and what is good, acceptable, and perfect. Yes. You know, and whenever we're renewing our mind, we're constantly going back to Christ. We're constantly going back to Him. We're able to discern what's good, acceptable, and perfect. All those words are great things. And so why would we not want to renew our mind? You know, yes. why would we want to be consumerist and caught up in what the world has to offer whenever we can discern what is good, acceptable, and perfect? Well, I mean, yes. what, what would, I guess it's hard for me to understand now, you know, because I've seen it. I've seen what God can do. You know? And I think it's, you know, we, we live in a sinful world. We've got sinful flesh. And let's just face it, uh, sometimes uh, we kind of drift away spiritually uh, from the Lord. We know that God doesn't move. He's always there, and he's always ready to welcome us back. Um, but our sinful flesh and the sinful ways of the world pull at us. You know, it's a draw. And uh, you're right. I mean, God's perfect will, which is good and acceptable, should be what we pursue. Uh, and God's will is the church would evangelize 
actually to the ends of the earth, that we would do all that we can with our energy and our efforts, our time, our talents, our treasures, to make sure that the gospel gets to the ends of the earth. And um, we're not exactly doing that. We know that church is really not doing that because the stats tell us if, if we actually did, that we could actually reach the entire world with the message of Jesus Christ. Uh, and we could do it in our lifetime. Yeah. Uh, but we need the church to awaken to a spiritual fervor mm-hmm. for evangelism in the local church. Yeah. And I mean, we got to do this by directly combating Satan's tactics. Yes. The world's tactics. And one way to do this, go back to that Romans 12 verse. I mean, and it's 12 2. You know, we got to get in the state of mind of renewing to Christ. Yes. If we don't, if we don't have the time and we don't make the time to spend time with God and spend time with Him and pray, how can we not expect to be influenced by the world? And so when we're not constantly renewing that and going back to Him, no matter what circumstances are in our way, because sometimes circumstances can actually cause us not to evangelize. Yes. You know, sometimes we'll get so caught up. And I'm a task-driven person. Yes. I, I may not seem that way, but I'm very task-oriented. So if I go out to get lunch or if I go out to do flyers, sometimes I will not pick up on opportunities. Yes. Uh, one example I gave uh, recently in youth was that I went to a gas station with one of my youth members. Uh, we were on the way, I believe, uh, to a youth trip, and we walked into the gas station. And anyway, my youth said, hey, you should give that guy a card, uh, you know, one of your uh, youth pastor cards. And I was like, okay, I can give him a card. And then he picked up on that opportunity before I did. Yes. And that, that made me see to where if I'm not constantly renewing my mind to the opportunities, then I'm not going to see those opportunities and it's not going to present itself to me. So God's going to use other people to be able to minister to you in that. Uh, and I think as we close, um, I want to give a passage because what you're saying is by somebody else being sensitive mm-hmm. and pointing out, and even I would go a step further, people who actually share, it brings inspiration in the church. Yep. It lights a fire. It causes spiritual fervor uh, and faithfulness to evangelism through the local church. So the, the body, people find themselves at their jobs, at the supermarket, going to their neighbors and actually sharing the gospel. In Philippians chapter number one, Paul is, is, is on house arrest He's been persecuted for his faith, but he's just he's proclaiming the gospel to the whole palace guard, and the, the 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 soldiers are hearing about Jesus. And what Paul says in Philippians chapter number one is that some have actually become bold, yep. actually more bold to speak the word without fear. So by you sharing, by me sharing, by other sharing, and the church witnessing that, man, it eliminates fear. It causes us, man, if they can do it, if they can share, I can share. I want to share. I see them doing it. So it encourages me to share my faith in Jesus as well. Yeah. And, I mean, that's very accurate and true. So just to kind of review, recap, you know, three reasons. We talked about fear. Um, Fear can lead us to just kind of press away from sharing our faith. Uh, The importance, lack of importance will just lead to lack of motivation. You know, maybe us not to gain knowledge on how to share it and also last is just being influenced by the world so take to these reasons you know rest on them meditate on them research them you know i researched them 
quite a bit and uh, spent some time with the Lord on that. And I pray that you able to do that too. You know, just don't don't rely on us for yes. all the knowledge. You know, seek it for yourself. That's how you go deeper. That's how you grow deeper. You know, we that's all we want you to do here on this yes. podcast. And as a church, we just want you to grow deeper, um, learn about God more. And so, uh, don't forget to like us on social media. Um, don't forget to like, rate, share this podcast. Uh, that's how we are able to get. Uh, reach more people for Christ, reach more people with this content, and just go back and listen to the previous podcast. You know, our sermons are on the website at cometothefoundation.org. We also have uh, our sermon premieres every Monday at 7.30, where you can go interact with people, kind of like an online church. So don't forget to utilize all those resources and the extra content that we do provide. Absolutely, and we will see you next podcast.